0: And we thank you for joining us right here on this edition of the Morning Chat on WAOV. I'm Tom Lee. Christy Dietz joining us this morning with the Miss Northwest Territory Scholarship Competition. Good morning. Welcome to the program.
1: Good morning, and thank you for letting me come in and and talk about this amazing program. You know, and here's
0: the thing I want to mention, that uh, Miss Northwest Territory has been going on for a long time, and this is one thing that they've been doing now, and that is taking things that people have called pageants for a long time, Mm -hmm. and, and they've been calling scholarship competitions, but whatever you call it, I know this thing's been going on for a long time.
1: Right, Miss Northwest Territory started back around 1999, then later we added the title of Miss Ohio Valley. So there are actually two titles, and then there are two uh, teen titles under each of those. So Miss Northwest Territory Teen and Miss Ohio Valley Teen, and these are all local preliminary competitions. Our title holders then are eligible to compete for Miss Indiana in June in Zionsville, Indiana, and of course, the, the state title holders go on to Miss America and Miss America Teens. So it's very exciting. And that's the thing is that Miss America has always included scholarship op- um, opportunities. And so our Miss title holders will be eligible for scholarships at Vincennes University.
0: Now, you talk about Miss Northwest Territory and Miss Ohio Valley both mm-hmm. being, you know, both being, I guess, vied for at the same time. Now, if I'm correct, do these represent two different territories? Is
1: that They actually, um, to be eligible, you have to be from several different counties. And those include um, Knox County, Davies, Green, Martin, Orange, Gibson, Pike, Dubois, Vanderburgh, Posey, Warwick, Spencer, Perry or Crawford, Indiana counties. And if you are attending a college like Vincent's University, who currently does not have its own title in the program, you would be eligible as well. Now that's only for the Miss though. For the Teen Competitions, you can be from anywhere in the state of Indiana. And I should mention that the difference between Teen and Miss is that to be eligible as a teen, you have to have been born between 2006 and 2010. And then um, for Miss eligibility, you will be uh, would have been born between 1996 and 2006. Now you notice I said 2006 twice. If your birth year is 2006, you get this one year to decide if you want to compete as a teen or a Miss. And then once you choose that, you, you stay there until you age into the next category.
0: Now, I'm going to ask, that is, you talk about two different, uh, two different queen competitions, and mm-hmm. you talk about Miss Northwest Territory and Miss Ohio Valley, and I brought up, the reason I brought up the regions was I was kind of wondering, what is the difference between the two titles?
1: Um, really, there isn't. They are sister they are sister titles and so that just gives us the opportunity to award our scholarships and have the opportunity to com- compete at Miss Indiana for two amazing young women.
0: So all these people are gonna be in one pool, but yet are gonna be like two titles.
1: Yes. Yes, that is correct.
0: Okay. So and now the, the key questions is gonna be basically the when and where of it. So uh, yeah, what let's what get are to the that. what are details?
1: Um Our competition this year is going to be November 26th. So that is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. We will be in the fabulous Red Skelton Performing Arts Center. And it is an all-day event. We check in early in the morning. Um, We do rehearsals. Our contestants will move into the interview category during the afternoon where they have private one-on-one interviews with our panel of judges and then the competition and the show that is of course open to the public is uh, beginning at 4 p.m.
0: You talk about this event starting early in the morning. Do categories start early in the morning or do they wait until, let's say, the public presentation that evening? To the find-
1: only competition phase that happens um, without an audience is that one-on-one interview in the afternoon. And then everything else is judged during the actual programs beginning at 4 p.m.
0: So, again, you're, you're talking about so sort of the interview competition will be... Early in the afternoon, I guess, and and to give them enough time to get ready for the the Absolutely, and give them
1: a little rest. It's a long day.
0: Oh, I imagine.
1: And we're also very excited that we're adding something new to the program this year. We will have a Little Brothers and Little Sisters uh, number during the show. It used to be called uh, Little Princesses and Prince, but they changed the name last year to Brothers and Sisters. And we are thrilled to be able to share that Sydney Bridges, Miss Indiana, who of course is preparing to compete at Miss America in January in Orlando, she's going to be with us that day. And so the little brother and sisters will be crowned by Miss Indiana and our current title holders as well. And then they're going to have a number and be introduced on stage and it'll be a fun experience for them.
0: Let's give credit to who the current title holders yes. are. Who, who has yes. those titles right
1: now? Our Miss Northwest Territory is Allison Gansman and she is a student at the University of Evansville. And then our Miss Northwest Territory Teen is Mia Myers from Madison. Remember I said the teens can be from anywhere in the state of Indiana. Mia is um, from Madison, Indiana and she actually is attending the Dance Academy in New York City but she's going to come back home in November to be with us at our competition. And then our Miss Ohio Valley Teen is Olivia Galetta and she is a freshman at Ball State University. She earned the title last year and graduated high school. And she um, is from northern Indiana. And you notice I didn't say Miss Ohio Valley. We have to have a certain number of competitors in order to award both titles. And we were one person short last year. So we're hoping that we will have the right number this year and be able to award scholarships to two Miss and titles to two Miss as well.
0: You say, you're, I guess you're still looking for people to apply we are. for this. What is the deadline?
1: November 12th. Is the deadline for both uh, the competitors and the little brother, little sister? Well, we have our web page, and everything is on there. So that is Miss N W T O V Northwest Territory Ohio Valley dot org and we also have a Facebook page so you can find us on Facebook as well and that links to the website and so we have all the registration materials Um, for our competitors it is a $100 registration fee and that helps to pay for the expenses of the program and any leftover funds then support the scholarships that we offer because we also besides the the wonderful in-kind contribution by Vincennes University to our Miss, we have some preliminary award scholarships such as in their area of community service or talent, and so we're able to award smaller scholarships uh, for awards like that as well.
0: The people who have, at least in Miss Northwest Territory, before they combine these two, I do know that we've had one Miss Indiana and one runner-up over the years. The first runner-up that have come from that. Mm-hmm. Have how much has there been any other success stories at Miss Indiana from these from these? Oh, uh, multiple. I mean, we
1: we have had. Top five finishes, runner-ups. Actually, if you go to our webpage, we have one page there that's called "Our Forevers." That's what we call our title holder because once you're part of the program, you're forever a part of the program. Right. And we list their successes at the state level and beyond. I know you're talking about Julianne Hackney Hess and her her wonderful um, success at Miss America. So um, yeah, it's just look at. I mean. There are individuals, like I said, who have been top placers, who have won um, awards for service, for leadership, for uh, a quality of life. We have had multiple successes at the state level, and and that is a testament to um, the previous directors through the years. I've been in this role going on three years, and I would like to mention the names of our team. So if you know us, stop us. Um, and this is a great example of the sisterhood here's a little bit of the history if you if you'll indulge me go right ahead um my daughter competed she was actually a forever miss ohio valley and through um their early days and the teen years of competing we became very dear friends with um christy keller and anastasia keller kent now and we are now the Miss Northwest Territory Ohio Valley team. I take care of Miss Northwest Territory. Christy Keller takes care of Miss Ohio Valley. And then our daughters each take one of the teens. And so it's a true sisterhood. We came together through the organization. We have fantastic friends through this organization and we all support each other. And that's something I'd like to mention is that if you're concerned about cost, if you're concerned about, I don't have a dress, I, I've never done anything like this before, We have a network throughout the state of Indiana where we will help you borrow a dress that looks great on you. We don't want anything to be a restriction. And so just talk to us. And you can have an opportunity to talk to us next Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. We're going to have a Zoom. Go to our Facebook page. We'll post the link the day of. So next Tuesday, we'll post the link. And you can just come and ask your questions, get to know us, and find out more about the program.
0: Finally, I did not mention this. I mean we've got about a minute or two left and Mm -hmm. that is I did not mention this before and that is what are the categories going to be for the the entire uh, event.
1: They have they have changed. Of course the interview is a big part of it. So you have the uh one on one interview, which is then followed up by an on stage question during the actual program. Talent. And there's a list on our website of approved/suggested talents. We have a wide range. We have individuals who do spoken word, who do Taekwondo, who have done demonstrations, who who do excerpts from plays productions, singing, dancing, instrumentalists. It's it's a wide variety. So don't just think oh I have to be able to sing or dance no come and express what you're passionate about and what you enjoy doing that's your opportunity and then uh, fitness there is no swimsuit that went away a couple years ago Fitness as you come out in a workout outfit and you talk about what does health mean to you we 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 share that with the audience as um, as you just do a simple walk so it's I know people have their opinions about the swimsuit that's all gone so now it's just it's about health health and mental well-being physical well-being and that's what that's about and then a big part um one of the four points of the crown is community service everyone um will present a um community service initiative that they're passionate about. It may be animal shelters, um, Riley Children's Hospital, different programs in their community supporting the arts. When you hear these young ladies talk about their passions and how they're trying to make a difference in their communities, it will blow you away. Our young people are incredible and it, it's really, it brings people together and so many times someone in the audience is sitting there going, I want to help them. Mm-hmm. And then that network just grows. And so it, it, there's many dimensions to it, but those are the primary areas of competition.
0: And let's, let's wrap it up by asking once again about the what the and wherefore of it, when it is, and mm-hmm. the kind of the nuts and bolts. of it.
1: All right. Miss Northwest Territory, Miss Ohio Valley 2024 will be November 26th. The competition is all day for those participating, but then the open show, which is open to the public, begins at 4 p.m. at the Red Scale and Performing Arts Center. Registration for the competition and for the Little Brother Little Sister program is November 12th. All of the information can be found at missnwtov.org. You can visit our Facebook page, and we also have um, all of our contact information listed on both sites. So send us an email, give us a call.
0: Christy, great to have you with us. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. All right, we thank you. We thank you for joining us. You are listening to the Morning chat on WAOV. And we thank you for joining us right here on the Morning Chat on 97.7, 97.3 and 14.50 AM WAOV. Joining us right now, T.J. Brink and Cassandra Smith, they are with the Knox County Health Department, and uh, Dr. Alan Stewart also has just arrived as well, and we'll be talking about a lot of things going on with the uh, Knox County Health Department here in just a couple of seconds. Guys, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Welcome to the program.
3: Good morning. Good
0: morning. And well, Dr. Stewart is getting himself set up, and we'll talk about Good it. morning. Thank you. We'll, we'll talk about what you have to talk about here in a second, second. I guess we'll break this into two. We want to start out talking about the 2023 Knox County Large Item Disposal. And Cassandra, I guess you've got some information on that.
3: Yes. Uh, we are going to be hosting the Knox County Large Item Disposal. This is the first time this event has ever been held. It's going to be held on October 28th from 8 a.m. until 12 p.m. at Republic Services. That's located at 2706 North 2nd Street here in Vincennes. Uh, residents are asked to bring a photo identification showing that they are a Knox County resident.
0: Now, again, now this is similar to something that City of Vincennes has been doing for quite a few years. Yes. Tell us, um, again, a little bit about for maybe somebody who doesn't know what has been happening with the earlier one, what is this all about?
3: So, well, with the Vincennes one, that excludes people that are outside the city limits. Is that correct? Tim? Yeah, that's
0: that's correct. So,
2: basically, the city of Vincennes has one. Bicknell has one. Most of your cities have a large item disposal uh, program, but the county has not had that in the past. Um, so, this is a way for the uh, folks who live in the county to be able to dispose of those large item uh, uh, large item items.
0: Let me make sure I get this right. Now, you say it's anyone outside of the municipal limits of just... No, no of it's just... anybody
2: in the county. Okay. Yeah, anyone within Knox County is, is eligible to come in. Uh, like Cassandra said, you've got to show an uh, ID that you will live inside Knox County itself. Uh, but as I said... The cities have had that for a number of years, but the county has not.
3: Okay,
2: uh, And so this is our way of helping Knox County rid some of those items that um, uh, might... Uh, it, it's all about public health, and I know Dr. Stewart wants to talk a little bit about the public health side of it, but not only does it help the folks uh, clean up their area, but think about what those items, the, the, the trash that's in their yards it breeds mosquitoes because it holds water it breeds varmints that uh are unwanted so this is a way not only to clean up your area but to help us rid knox county of some of the varmints that we 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 don't want
0: and and you talk about this i want to make sure this is totally clear here and that is this is open to anyone regardless of whether or not they live in a municipal area that is correct i just want to make sure i got that correct uh, that it is for everyone regardless of location in Knox County and it's interesting you talk about that these situations will breed you know you say mosquitoes and other varmints and it had in I like the word varmints but we could have used that one too and I want to bring Dr. Stewart in on this and and how much of a health hazard is you know trash or whatever you mentioned that has been hanging around a different place
4: no, I just found it comment that uh, including the whole county was a was a big um, big item that we wanted to make sure that we included having the city of Vincennes have a couple of uh, large collection days before we did uh, hopefully will help because we do expect a large large amount of um, trash to be collected I think the thing that the point that I want to make is that this is public health and I want everyone to realize that Being healthy means having a a healthy environment, a clean community, and that public health starts before disease starts. We often think of our health care system treating treating disease like putting out a fire. And public health is preventing disease and working to make a healthy environment before people get ill. And an unhealthy environment, like we talk about uh, mosquitoes, trash buildup, Uh, that's not healthy. And so we saw an opportunity. I know this has been a a uh, long-time cause of TJ, and uh, we're working together, and we have an excellent partner with Republic Services who's cooperating, and they are footing the bill for the
0: first 25 tons of trash. And here's the thing. Now, I want to ask you timing. What is the time for this on Saturday?
3: It's from 8 a.m. until noon.
0: 8 to noon. Okay, because the city has done it before 8 to 11.30, and I want to mention it will be 8 until noon. Now, the other thing about the city that they have done is when they did an 8 to 11.30, it was sharp. In other words, if there were people in line at 11.30, they would not be taken. Is this a similar situation here, or will you take anybody in line at 12 noon?
4: We'll take anyone in line at 12 noon, but... We will go to the end of the line, and that's where the cutoff is. Right. So uh, please we, be in line at, at noon. noon. Yeah, yeah. We'd be a little bit afraid where that tracks should wind up
0: if we turned people away. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. so this is a one-week thing. I know, again, I go back to comparing this with the city. They've done it over two weeks. This is a one-week endeavor.
4: Mm -hmm. That's correct,
0: and it's a a
4: first-time thing, so we're going to look at see how it goes. Uh, We're going to see what the cost is. The Health Department, we think we have it pretty well under control with with the funds that we have available, and um, uh, if it works out well, we hope to do it next year. We'll probably have modifications. There are uh, suggestions we've had as far as picking up trash from people who might be disabled and things like that. But this is uh, bringing it, we want to emphasize, too, that toxic waste uh, will not be accepted. Things like computers, TV sets, batteries, and so forth. And that if you have tires you want to get rid of, they have to be cut in fourths. That may sound a little strange, but they have to be cut in fourths, and then we'll take them. If it's a whole tire, we're going to turn it
0: away. That is one difference between, by the way, that city, one and what you guys are doing. I don't think they accepted tires of any type, and now see so you're saying you are taking tires. But again, also I want to mention another one is household appliances. Are you not taking, let's say, Freon-based appliances as well, refrigerators or you know air conditioners or the like? We haven't
4: actually addressed the refrigerator deal we'll have to ask for public services and we'll have to make an announcement on that i'm not sure about the freon and so forth as far as i knew uh, appliances were not included in the excluded uh, items right so we'll
2: see so so tom the items that are not allowed are um paint paint has to be um solid waste, solid waste. Yep. Uh, e-waste computers televisions Commercial dump trucks, uh, so we don't, this is for households. This is not commercial, this is for households. Uh, Construction materials, again, this is for households, not for construction. Uh, And batteries, as well as what uh, Dr. Stewart was talking about the whole cut, uh, whole tire, it has to be cut into quarters.
0: Now, you mentioned batteries, and I had a question about that. Are we talking about car batteries or Uh household batteries? Car batteries. Car batteries. Yeah, that's why I was kind of wondering. When I saw batteries, I wasn't for sure which House, one they were household talking Household
4: batteries are actually toxic waste, too, and you can, uh, you should uh, not put those in the regular trash or dump, and if we, uh,
0: if they're there, we will not accept those. Okay. So let's just say batteries of any type, I guess, is the best that's way correct. of putting it. And again, this will be 8 to noon this Saturday, and I know that you were, what, a no, what 28 No, the, 28th. the 28th. Oh, 28th. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. A week from Saturday. My fault. That's okay. <laughs> it's the same day as the drug take-back day I know that the state police are doing. And uh, so I thought that was a, a kind of an interesting thing there. I don't know if that's just coincidence or what, but uh, it goes along with the uh, drug take-back day for the state as well. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing that. And, uh, and you know, that's also a health issue. You're talking about the drug take back day coming up, and again, you know, how the environmental hazard of, of flushing old, unused uh, medications.
4: I could comment on that, in that, as you know, the governor's program with the uh, health commission has made a lot of recommendations, and with that, we've gotten state funding. And the expectations uh, the funding is good, and at the same time, the expectations are high. So we've added a lot of new programs at the health department. Uh, This is one of them we're really excited about. Uh, We're doing other things like CPR, Mm -hmm. uh, STD testing, and so forth. Uh, What you're talking about is a harm reduction program. And we are indeed extremely interested in that. But that's uh, complex and... uh, uh, will take a lot to put together, and what we do, we want to do our best to do it well. So, at some point in time, I'd love to
0: see that, uh, mm-hmm. but we don't have that planned at the present time. Yeah, I know there are some different places to do that. I guess I was more asking about kind of the health ramifications you mentioned, environmentally. You know, for instance, a lot of people will still you know take old and unused drugs and flush them down the. The toilet, or they'll keep them in their their you know their cabinets. And when you talk about taking you know expired drugs, I mean, you know, and that's what I'm talking about from your end, Doctor Stewart, and that is that, that's unhealthy as well.
4: Well, it is. It's it's nice to have a place to bring them uh, to personally destroy them and uh, uh, get rid of your drugs like that. Actually, I'm not aware of that being particularly bad, as long as you're sure that you mm-hmm. do it in a way that, uh, like little children, wouldn't be able to get a hold of it and so right. forth. But having a place to actually bring uh, expired or drugs that
0: you're not using
4: is, is really good.
0: We're talking this morning with Cassandra Smith, T.J. Brink, and also Dr. Alan Stewart, all from the Knox County Health Department, actually representing the Health Department with the upcoming large item collection. Again, a week from this Saturday, thank you, October the 28th. When we come back, we'll talk more about what's going on with the Health Department. We'll do that next. You are listening to the Morning chat on WAOV. Thank you for joining us once again right here on the morning chat on 97.7, 97.3 and 14.50 WAOV. Being joined again this morning by Cassandra Smith, T.J. Brink, Dr. Alan Stewart, and again we're talking about what's going on with the Knox County Health Department. Dr. Stewart's turn right now in the sun, whatever there is out here with with the rain going on, but... uh, Let's talk about with a, with a kind of a cold dank condition, like I say, fall is really here. And with that, of course, we talk about kind of you, you talk about winterizing cars. I mean it's important to winterize yourself in a sense. And again, the first part of that is the annual winter you know vaccinations and different things going on and uh, it starts with flu shots give us an update on how that's tom good. can we use that if we talk about winterizing our body <laughs> yeah. I, I hadn't heard about that
4: before but that's a sure. pretty good idea um we have flu shots and uh uh in the past during the pandemic when everyone was wearing masks and so forth it was like poor influenza didn't have a chance then last year, it came back with the vengeance, and both RSV and flu were really big players. So we have flu shots in uh, over age 65, has an adult uh, version that's a little bit higher strength because the immune system starts fading at that time. Uh, we also have something that's a first, and we have RSV vaccine. And that's really interesting because it's available for adults Uh, At the health department, we have it for people from 60 to 64 years old. Pharmacies will have it for uh, other people in the population. For the adults, it's a vaccine. Uh, It's available for children, and there it's an immunization. It's like a monoclonal antibody. So the science is really interesting on that. But it's available, and that had not been available before. And we encourage people to take advantage of that, particularly pregnant women, uh, to prevent the disease in their um, in their infants.
0: And so, again, how many people have come in right now? I know the flu vaccine and the flu shots or whatever you want to call them have been available now for, I guess, a couple of weeks. What kind of numbers have you got? Uh,
4: we're we're uh, The hospital had a couple of drive-through clinics, and we've uh, been going out to outreach programs such as long-term care facilities. And uh, we went to Jamestown Square, and we've been having a good stream of people. So we've given out, I think, probably about 300. And when we do it, uh, you get a a free pair of uh, eclipse glasses as well. So we're encouraging people to get the influenza with that little um, additional uh, thing. But uh, that's good. Uh, I might mention the uh, COVID vaccine. And I think the pharmacies have had a uh, uh, better supply than we have had. One of the problems is that before with the COVID vaccine, the government furnished it and purchased it. Now uh, it's up to the individual individual people who are administering it to purchase it. So there's upfront cost. There's third-party intervention. Uh, there was pre-ordering, which many of the large pharmacies did, and and there's problems with having an expensive leftover vaccine. Uh, where we've had a lot of outlay of money. So as a result, the getting the vaccine for our health department has been somewhat difficult and somewhat spotty. We've gotten a couple um, shipments of it and then we use it up very quickly and we're waiting for more. Uh, we've talked with our people at state and they say that many of the health departments are having similar problems. So we hope to get Moderna and Pfizer in and use it and the other thing is uh, Novavax will be available as well and I encourage people to consider that because that is the protein particle type vaccine like we use for polio and honestly if Novavax uh, was in the lead when the pandemic was here I think they'd be dominating the uh, immunization picture right now because it's tried and true and as it turned out, the mRNA vaccine worked out very well, and people are used to that now. But the Novavax will be a good vaccine, and that should be available as well.
0: And again, are you taking walk-ins or do you prefer appointments?
4: Absolutely, we take walk-ins. Uh, I think a majority of our people are walk-ins. But you might want to call ahead to make sure we have, available of the, uh, we have the availability of the COVID vaccines. The flu vaccine, we have plenty of that, and you can walk in and get it any time. We're open.
0: And so, again, call possibly with about COVID vaccine. Call for availability, I guess, would be the best way of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh,
4: you can walk in as well, too. But but we are we do have limited supply of that at the present time. We just been on the phone with the hospital pharmacy, which orders ours. And, like, we sent in an order two weeks ago they told us the first order got rejected, and now they've sent in subsequent orders and we're expecting it any day again. So it's, it's uh, very frustrating for us, and I know people want it, and we'll try to get it to them as quickly as we can.
0: And I wanted to ask you as well, if you could give me a forecast again. Last year, I know when you were sitting here, you mentioned you thought COVID season would kind of flare up a bit as you got into the winter months. Are you looking at the same thing here? Absolutely. We
4: saw a marked increase in our numbers like doubling our numbers going as actually as school started the end of August and so forth and uh, the virus has done exactly what we said it was going to do except I along with many other people thought it would happen about six months and instead it took place over about two years. It became more contagious and less virulent so uh, people are still dying of this but and it's extremely contagious, and I continue to worry about the long-term side effects you're going to see. Uh, influenza caused Parkinsonism ten years later. Right. Uh, we're seeing the long COVID symptoms still. Uh, last month in long-term care, I had two patients die with COVID. Mm-hmm. They had many other health problems, but the COVID was a straw that broke the camel's back and caused their demise. So it's it's still a frightening. Uh, illness and I do encourage people to take advantage of the new vaccine.
0: Do you worry a little bit about the fact now that because it is, like you say, less virulent and it is more contagious but less virulent that people are kind of lumping this in with, oh this is just another illness rather than when it came out in in 2020 when we had almost mass panic basically over it? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, When
4: the uh, numbers in the hospital and the, uh, what people consider the risk to go down, we saw a dramatic fall off going from like 100 shots a day down to four or five shots a day of the immunization. And I do have a concern for that, and it's not totally unjustified, it's less virulent, but it is still out there, it is still a significant illness, and if you look at the numbers in the United States, it's
0: still causing, uh, responsible for uh, the death of many individuals. So, once again, being joined by Dr. Alan Stewart here in a second, we'll be talking with T.J. Brink and Cassandra Smith again about the, the uh, large-hotted pickup coming up next Saturday. I want to ask you one more question. You're now settled into the what's known as the Beer House Medical Building in your location. You've been in there for a little while. How's the transition gone from where you were downtown out to 2nd Street?
4: Well, the transition has been a really fantastic breath of fresh air. I think Cassie will attest to that. Uh, And with that, we do have a number of new programs going. Uh, We are doing uh, finger stick testing for lead, which is highly recommended for all children under six, and also for children at 12 months and 24 months. We are doing STD testing uh, uh, for syphilis, HIV, and hepatitis C. Uh, the hospital with uh, Megan Davis has brought her hepatitis C clinic over to the health department uh, one day a week. We're very pleased with that. We've added a, a CPR program that we're doing and we've uh, taken uh, the, much of the community health program that the hospital had offered before. One of the big things that we're doing is finding community partners. Obviously the hospital is a big community partner. We're very pleased with county government, just like we're working closely with uh, TJ with the large community trash pickup, but also the schools. Uh, Next Monday, we're having a meeting with all the uh, uh, county school superintendents, and we're uh, wanting to uh, organize C-Bear courses in the schools. I know they do some of that now, but we want to have it available for very low or no cost. Uh, We're doing Fit Kids program, which is teaching kids about uh, sugars and fats, and then germ busters in the kindergarten. And then we help with hearing and vision screening. And these are all things that, uh, particularly with the Health Commission and the uh, new funding for the Health Department, we will be able to help the schools. So we're gonna go down the list of things that we want to partner with the schools. And again, we we want to particularly reach out the kids before teach them healthy habits and before before
0: the degenerative
4: diseases that we all know uh start setting in
0: so about two minutes left to go let's go ahead and just wrap up by talking about uh, what's going on a week from Saturday. the large item disposal uh, cassandra smith tj brink heading that up and again could you give us a recap on what you guys are doing
3: Yes, so we are going to be hosting the first-ever Knox County Large Item Disposal that is going to be October 28th from 8 a.m. until noon, and it's going to be at Republic Services. Make sure you line up early. Um, The very last car is going to be cut off in line at noon. And we just, I know TJ and I just really want to um, put an emphasis on make sure that you help your neighbor and make it a community um, situation where if you see somebody that needs help, If you see that your neighbor um, maybe needs help cleaning up their yard and you know that they live alone, go over and offer to help them.
2: You're exactly right. Uh, We're all in this thing together. Uh, Let's help one another, uh, help our neighbors, help our our friends and family. Uh, If we do know someone out there that needs a little assistance, please help them out a little bit. Um, Tom, this is a really exciting program. This is really something that I thank the Knox County uh, Health Department for, for coming. Uh, to the table and and putting this on, uh, this is something that that I've wanted to do for a number of years now, and I'm very excited to have a partner with with the Knox County Health Department again, October 28th, 8 to noon. Uh, Doc, you got something you want to say?
4: Well, I was just saying this is we'd get calls at the health department all the time about my neighbors got this trash in their yard. I'm getting tired of seeing it. This is a real opportunity to go rap on their door and say would you mind if i took that down to the trash collection day you're exactly right that would be a a neighborly thing to do and it would be helping and oftentimes these people either just don't see the trash or they're not able to uh get it down there so this would be a good time to solve that problem
2: well guys october 28th from 8 to noon at republic services Yep, we, go ahead. We, look, well, we look. We look. We look forward to seeing everybody uh, from Knox County again. Bring a picture ID that proves that you are a Knox County citizen. It's open to everyone within Knox
0: County. We want to thank Doctor Allen Stewart, T.J. Brink, and Cassandra Smith all for joining us. We appreciate it so much. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Stay thanks, tuned. We've got more to come.
0: You are listening to the Morning Chats on WAOV.